Nine FM, Fort Wayne, Indiana. The Fan, live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talking Sports with Jim Shovelin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, thirteen eighty. The Fan and one hundred point nine FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. For a Saturday, January 2nd, 2021. Who? I, I was able to say it. I didn't say 2020. It's 2021. It's kind of like when we used to write checks. First uh, month of the year, I had to put my the new year in there in that little slot or else I'd goof it up and do the wrong one. But I didn't. Hey, that's uh, okay. We're off to a good start. <laughs> so you don't write checks anymore? Zero checks? I think, well, we write one. Okay. Yeah, one a month. Okay. I think, and uh, yeah, and that's for the water bill. Uh, because the, oh, cause, you know, of our cake. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, know. We still write a fair amount. Well, not we, the wife always. Like today, I have to go take the dog to get groomed, and she always wants me to write a check to the groomer. Why? I have no idea. When I ask why, I kind of just get the look, you know? Like, don't ask, just do it. Even though I don't understand why we have to write a check. but Early in... Diane and my relationship, I still wrote checks for utility bills and things of this nature. And one day she looked at me and she says, what are you doing? (laughs) She said, you can do all of this, you know, securely online. You can pay these bills. And you're like, what is this I'm, online I'm like, you speak like, of? Oh, you can. I, you know, and, and it was the old, hey, I've been doing it this way for 40 plus years. And just, you're telling me I'm wrong. I was. So anyway, yeah. So um, we're always wrong, Jim. Just as long as oh, once you understand that, we're good, right? Oh, believe me. We, yeah. We've, we've gotten to that point. Yeah, it's been there. But anyway, it's 2021. Hope you had a great start to your new year. And uh, it can't be anything like 2020. So uh, let's, <laughs> let's just move forward, and hopefully, local sports will also see a, a resurgence, a rebounding, and uh, and I think that is on the horizon. So welcome in, uh, thank you for tuning in to Talking Sports each and every Saturday morning, along with producer co-host extraordinaire Mr. Justin Kenny. Justin, did you have a great New Year's Eve? Well, I mean, was it you're probably star-studded? Did you have you the tops back yet? Yeah, you know. We, we always hit the town. No, we went over to to uh, to some friend's house, just a low key thing. Um, Noah had some some friends he could play with over there, so it was good, just low key, um, which is kind of what we do now. I mean, this is the extent of what we do. So once you reach the age, you just kind of just trying to make it to midnight, you know. So mm-hmm. if it was up to me, I would have been in bed at ten thirty. But no, it went well. It was good, and then uh, stayed, you know, hunkered down yesterday at New Year's Day with, with the slick weather outside. So yeah, it wasn't a bad day to have to stay home. What with yeah, the, with with, bowl with games. the rains, freezing rain, everything like the football. Uh, you know, it was uh, and uh, wow. <laughs> what what a day to have the TV on yesterday for sure. I mean, uh, you know, at first it, it's Alabama Notre Dame, or, you know, Georgia Cincinnati turns out. Yeah, that to great be, game, uh, dandy. Yeah. And even the North. No, how about Northwestern Wildcats? Northwestern, what what a defense. Yeah, I, I, they're, shutting down Auburn. Yeah, those were the two best games of the day. 
The yeah, semis stunk. And then there were two others. Yeah. There were two others. <laughs> yeah. Alabama, Notre Dame, um, 31 to 14. Can can I go as far as to say it it wasn't as close as the score indicated yeah. on that one? Wasn't a late touchdown uh, for Notre Dame to make it uh, look a little bit more respectful. And uh, I, I'm sure Phil, the judge, Phil Houck, is already uh, 46862 of the text line furiously texting us because, uh, uh, you know, his debate, his his, we 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 talked a spirited debate uh, last night on Facebook, talking about Notre Dame, uh, and and Phil saying how how Notre Dame belonged in that game, and and gave a, his stat that he gave was the fewest amount of points by Alabama scored in twenty eighteen since twenty eighteen. But uh, that was the silver lining, I guess, for Notre Dame. You know, we talked about it before we started the show, uh, Jim. I don't. I won't say that Notre Dame didn't belong in the number four spot, the college football playoff. I just think that the caliber of teams at number one, number two, and number three are so far above everybody else, including Notre Dame. I'm not going to go into a conversation what we can with people saying, you know, IU must be that, that good because they only lost Ohio State by this much. Yeah, Ohio State beat Clemson. We don't play the what if game. You, you can't compare scores. You can't do that because that's a simpleton's argument. But you know, you put these teams on different stages at different parts of the season all that stuff that that's you could only judge what you see on the field uh between two teams and last night notre dame was by far the number four team of the three of the, of the four that we saw and how about ohio state just beating up on on clemson last night which a lot of people uh, took a lot of people by surprise yes yes indeed and uh yeah my, i guess my take on it was did notre dame belong well you know the the committee selected them uh they thought they belonged at that point in time however you know is the disparity between teams one two and three like you alluded to justin are you know is alabama ohio state and clemson that much better than the rest of the field if not notre dame who was going to be that right sacrificial lamb if you will to play alabama in in the this semifinal round you know who was alabama going to get that was going to give them a better game right than what Notre Dame was was able to do, and uh, it it just showed the, the the disparity between the two teams. Yeah, I, I think this is a, this is a, a point that you can make with Notre Dame is we've seen them advance to the to the national championship game and get crushed by Alabama. We mm-hmm. saw them get into the college football playoff once before and get crushed by Clemson. Now they get crushed by Alabama again. Do you now? not give Notre Dame the benefit of the doubt going forward, knowing that, okay, they've had multiple chances to prove it on the big stage and have not. So do you look for another team when you have a debate, whether it's a Notre Dame or another team? Does that hurt the Fighting Irish going forward in another scenario where there could be a number four seed or another team that has not yet been in the playoff and not yet has had a chance to prove itself get the edge? I say no because I think the the college football playoff committee will always chase the money and Notre Dame brings the money. Obviously, They travel well. Yeah, but I, I will say... In my opinion, as a Notre Dame fan, Notre Dame has had its chance multiple times to prove that itself that it belongs in the conversation in the college football playoff and has failed to live up to that on the field in terms of competitiveness. Um, so maybe that 
allows another team to get the benefit of the doubt over a Notre Dame going forward in future years. I don't know, but I'm not going to sit here and say, obviously, Notre Dame should not have been number four. Another team should have, because quite frankly, as you said, Jim, I don't know another program out there that could have had that it could have given Alabama a better game that potentially deserved to be there. Talk about a Cincinnati who looked good yesterday. I don't know if Cincinnati can match up with Alabama. Some people will throw Coastal Carolina in there. They couldn't even beat Liberty in their bowl game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't think they could have went out there and give Alabama a, a better game. So the debate whether Notre Dame belonged there or not, I don't think is the right argument. I think the, the right argument is saying, I think it's a three-man race this year, three-team race, and and now it's down to Alabama and Ohio State, and I think uh, think Clemson belonged there as well. I just think no matter who you put in that four spot was going to look woefully, woefully worse than the top three. Well, in in even even looking at the quarterbacks, you know, Jones, Lawrence, Fields. Book, book right in uh, nothing you know i've i've seen uh ian book do some some tremendous things you know I, i'm a notre dame fan i like to call myself a realistic notre dame fan i was around in the days of terry hanratty and in tom clements and in things of that nature so i i mean back uh you know my favorite notre dame player of all time is walt patulski you'd have to look him up but uh you know he was uh, i think he graduated there in maybe 72 but uh you know, it, it, it's one of those things with with the quarterbacks. They they all did some outstanding things. We all know about Trevor Lawrence, but you know what? Outplayed by Justin Fields last night. Yeah, Fields put on a show, and he wasn't at a hundred percent. I mean, he was banged up too. Yeah, he had that uh, that that targeting call on him right in the uh, looked like in the kidney area. That man, he was grimacing for the remainder of the game. Yeah, at times with it. But yeah, great point with the quarterbacks. All due respect to Ian Book, but those three dual threat guys that you mentioned, Lawrence and Fields and Jones are just a cut above. And I felt like in watching that second semifinal that I was watching a, a, a game in the 2020s in terms of the style of football. A lot of mm-hmm. zone reads, a lot of so much quickness on the outside, guys getting open downfield with speed. I mean, those are elite plays. Excuse me. I'm choking up here. But uh, on that, on those teams, Notre Dame just didn't have that. You know, just Notre Dame, just the athleticism gap has been trimmed, but it's still significant between Notre Dame and everybody else. Well, you know, and, and we even uh, in, in both games, both semifinal games yesterday, we were able to see uh, receivers, you know, it leap over defenders and uh, I mean completely clear them uh, just tremendous athleticism and yeah like you said speed on the outside as well my goodness Notre Dame didn't have that opportunity you know I think their best opportunity to to stretch the field a little bit was Ben Skoranek and they just did yeah and, and, and guess what Alabama knew that yeah. So it was tough. I think I think Ben had four catches, forty-one yards, had a uh, had a rush for four, but still, uh, that's an outstanding receiver. And there's a there's a chance Ben Skoranek's playing on Sundays. You know? Right. Yeah. So uh, he he's got the tools. And in, in for God's sakes, I mean, I, I followed him in his career in Northwestern as well. But still, uh, you know, it, all in all, matching up. Uh, it, it just wasn't wasn't happening. Four six eight six two automotive color and supply text line four six eight six two. Holy cow! You know we've got 
Ohio State, we've got Alabama. Who you got? I think Alabama's opening up as a seven-point favorite. Is it? I, after what, how Ohio State played yesterday, I, I, I really feel this is a toss-up type game. And, you know, we talked, we mentioned before the show, Jim, about Notre Dame, too, because so many people, uh, you know, an immediate reaction saying, well, this isn't good enough for Notre Dame. They need to be better. And, uh, you know, everybody likes to throw Urban Meyer's name out, you know, at any time. And I, I think that's across the country. Anybody that's not Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State, and maybe Georgia is going to to say they should hire Urban Meyer, right? But take yourself back to Notre Dame fans 10, 15 years ago, or, or maybe, you know, the majority of time since the mid-90s and where this program was. If you could say consistently you're going to be a double-digit win team and you're going to be in the top 10 every year, you flirt with the college football playoff every so often and get there, absolutely you would take it, right? I, I think Brian Kelly, what he has done with this program is uh, is a cut above the majority of a lot of people's ex- expectations. And you know what? Maybe this is Notre Dame. Maybe this is the apex of Notre Dame football, a- and I'm perfectly fine with that. If you have to compromise who you are as a program and as a university to get up to the elite to compete for national championships, I don't know if it's worth it. Mm. I really don't think so. So, I'm perfectly content with where Notre Dame is as a program. And and I know a lot of Notre Dame fans will not agree with me, but do a little history lesson and see where this program has been uh, under Ty Willingham and under Charlie Weiss and and just the messes that she went through uh, for the better part of 20, 25 years. And, you know, the last couple of years, this, this streak that they're on looks pretty darn rosy. Yeah, Lou Holtz ain't coming back anytime soon. You know, but those are those were my glory days of Notre Dame fighting Irish football when I would get my blue and gold illustrated and I get it on Tuesday. Yeah. The recap of the game from the from the Saturday before and I'd have it on the coffee table and I'd look over rosters. I mean this was it was it was important to me. Yeah. You know, and in those three hours uh you know that Notre Dame was playing and then when they got to NBC the four hours. But uh, <laughs> it's very true. You know, if you're lucky four hours. Yeah, you know, I would I would uh, anguish and I would would you know celebrate with uh, the team. I mean, in my family room, all by myself, because the rest of the family go. Oh, Notre Dame's on. We're, we're leaving yep. the house. Yeah. And uh, because you know uh, when Rocket Ishmael would return uh, a kick, you know I was in my family room running down the field with him. I mean, I it was it was so uh, consuming for me. Yeah. You know, with the Tony Rices and Chris Zorch and just guys like that, Stonebreaker and, and guys of that ilk. It was just a lot of fun. And, oh, yeah, by the way, a guy, I mean, Tim Brown, he wasn't bad either. Yeah. But, you know, those were my glory days in Notre Dame football. And, uh, you know, programs are just as much, if not more. Now, when you look at national championships in the last 30 years and things like that, that, hey, you know, football in in programs have, have become on par with Notre Dame. At one point in time, back in the day, that wasn't always the case. Yeah. Yeah, I I was like you, Jim, man. I, I I would live and die Notre Dame football. The weekends were about Notre Dame. If Notre Dame lost, it ruined your entire weekend. If Notre Dame won, you know, it was great. Didn't matter what happened with the Bears on Sunday, which is usually a loss. And, and, and I remember going to games uh, younger, and it would just devastate me. I remember going going home with my, my, my then-girlfriend in college. Uh, didn't talk all the way home because Notre Dame had lost. I mean, it was just you lived it. It, it consumed you, and it was it was a passion that borderline obsession. And it you know, luckily for all involved around me, it's not as passionate as it used to be. 
Um, and I think that's better for all involved. But there's still plenty to like and enjoy about Notre Dame football, despite what happened yesterday. 46862, Automotive Color and Supply text line 46862. Please put TS in front of your message. Even though, once again, two weeks in a row. I think we're the only heartbeats in the building. Dude, it's but, uh, pretty vacant out there yeah. in the parking lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, got a pretty good parking place this morning. Uh, I was pretty pleased about that. Before we go to break, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan. Hey, New Year, same principles uh, apply here. If you've got a water softener, get it inspected. Get it checked. Make sure it's working. I know usually it's just in the corner. It just sits there, and you think, hey, it's working. Uh, my, my gee, I, I'm, not, I'm not seeing rusty water or anything like that. You're probably not going to. If your water softener isn't working, you might not know it until maybe, oh, your water heater wants to give out, or your washing machine's acting funny, or your dishwasher isn't, it's got spots all over the, the dishes and, and it's it's bad. Call Culligan today, 484-8668, 484-8668, a small investment for your peace of mind. Get your softener inspected, regardless of make or model. doesn't have to be a Culligan. They'll come out, they'll inspect it for you, they'll do a little water test for you, make sure everything is going smoothly for you. If not, they'll give you some suggestions, but if it is, they'll let you know that too, and, and you'll be uh, uh, happy knowing that that is protecting all of your waterborne appliances and your family as well. Give them a call today, 484-8668. Culligan of Fort Wayne. Give your people Culligan water. We'll be right back. It's time to rethink your limits, and OPS is here to help you do it. OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, is the new standard in sports medicine and sports performance. Unfortunately, injuries are just a part of the game and can happen to anyone. The professionals at OPS work together to get you back in action and performing at your very best. From certified athletic trainers to fellowship-trained sports medicine physicians, physical therapists, and sports performance coaches, your athlete will receive the same continuum of care as the professionals do. Wanting to take your game to the next level? OPS offers performance classes six days a week at the newly renovated Ash Center. OPS athletes can experience real measurable results in speed, strength, and agility without increasing their risk of injury. The certified trainers at OPS use scientific methods to help you get the most out of your body. Mention this ad and you will receive one free month of training. Visit OptimumPerformanceSports.com to learn more and to start your free month today. What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Because when you find the perfect home, you don't want to lose it to anybody else. Rocket Technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers and their agents greater confidence in you. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this, what can help you buy the home you really want? Rocket can. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. That's rocketmortgage.com or call 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information appraisal and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing letter licensed in all 50 states at MLSConsumeraccess.org number 3030. 
New year, new sportsbook. Get to know BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, by winning $100 in free bets. When you place a $1 money line wager on Indiana or New York, and if either team hits a three, you win. Just sign up and use bonus code CALEB100 when you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Then, bet with confidence all year long with BetMGM's innovative parlay selection features, boosted on specials, daily promotions, and much more. Download the app today or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code CALEB100 to win $100 in free bets when you wager $1 on Indiana or New York to hit a three. Enjoy your favorite sports like never before and make 2021 a year to remember. Sign up with BetMGM today. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Every day, we fight to preserve magnificent places and wildlife, to keep our water and air safe, and to advance clean energy and combat climate change. We're Earth Justice, a national legal nonprofit fighting for your right to a healthy environment. We're Earth Justice, and we're here because the Earth needs a good lawyer. No one fights and wins more cases on the environment than we do. Want to join us in this fight? The time is now. Go to earthjustice.org today. That's earthjustice.org. Hey, sis. Missed you this morning. Kim told me you weren't feeling well, so I'm just doing a self-care check. Ah, thank you, friend. How you doing? Girl, listen, my energy was so low because I didn't eat breakfast when I got up, so I had to miss virtual yoga with y'all. Trust me, I understand. But I'm doing much better now that I've eaten, so I'm back on track. Great. In that case, let's get some steps in tonight. I'll come over and we can walk around the lake. Sounds good. Appreciate you being in my business, too. Now, let me get in yours. Did you check your blood pressure today? I did that and my squats, okay? Okay. High blood pressure is not going to be my friend if I can help it. See you at 6? Let's get it. See you then. Now more than ever, it's important that we protect our hearts and the hearts of those we love. Check in on one another and be a part of a healthy blood pressure movement. Rally your squad to take the online pledge at releasethepressure.org. Brought to you by the Release the Pressure Coalition and the Ad Council. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Saturday, January 2nd. Happy New Year, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Axel Rose and Slash, everybody. They're from Lafayette, aren't they? Axel's from Lafayette, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You can tell, that's, is that the way they dance in Lafayette? I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that's bad, but it's almost like he's... He's, he's on something slippery. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> hey, I guess, wow, am I getting old. Who's your root, roots coming out? That's for sure. <laughs> 46862, automotive colored supply text line. 46862, put TS in the front of your message, if you will. Especially if you would happen to have a question regarding University of St. Francis Athletics. Because on the Talking Sports phone line, presented by... Culligan of Fort Wayne. Give your people Culligan water. Is University of St. Francis Athletic Director Mike McCaffrey. Mike, Happy New Year. Welcome to Talking Sports this morning. Yeah, Happy New Year, my friend. Good to talk to you. Are you an Axel Rose fan? Uh, yeah, I mean, of course. I, I think back then, geez, when, when I'm trying to remember, my buddy and I were actually before CDs and all that, we used to take our 
tape recorder and hold it up to the TV and mm-hmm. record it, you know, so you could actually play it again and then kind of put your bandana on and put your backwards hat. And I think I, I noticed your reference. He was usually feels like he's on something slippery, but I think we've all done that little kind of side to side. Axel Rose kind of danced growing up, but yeah, no, that was that was right in my wheelhouse, man. Okay, well, yeah. also also known as Last Thursday for Mike is what Ooh. he just described. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys obviously didn't see the halftime show at, at, the, at the basketball game last week. Really? Well, tell us, tell us, tell us more. <laughs> no, I'm just, hey, I'm just trying to get current music playing at my basketball games right now with our 1960s CD player that we're still using in Hustle. Hey, remember the night that, and I, and I put it in my Facebook memories, I had, I ran across it back in December, back in the day. I, I ran across an old disco CD in the tray there, and, and we had disco, impromptu disco night with the Cougars. And, and we beat a ranked opponent that night. Of course, uh, the Cougars were ranked as well, always. But uh, uh, it was it was disco night. It was a lot of fun. So uh, that was uh, that was a tremendous uh, night. Do you, do you, now, do you still have the CD that's got the national anthem on it, and then music following? Because I had a little problem one night with that. <laughs> I don't know if you recall that one or not, but uh, just full disclosure, when I did PA for the Cougars and uh, I did the national anthem on the CD, that was track number one. And then there was other music to fill in during timeouts and things like that and, and um, you know, halftime. So halftime comes, I start playing the music and uh, not realizing where I was at on the CD. It clicked back over to number one and the national anthem goes off. <laughs> During halftime. <laughs> it was a very patriotic day at Hustle that day, Jim. I remember. I, I was uh, in the restroom at the time uh, washing my hands. So it played the entire thing. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. Did people stand up? <laughs> yeah, they Some kind of did. looked confused. You know, they're walking out to the concession. The players were in the locker room. <laughs> kind of fans looking around. I think they realized what had happened, and they didn't, like, stop in their tracks and then salute again. I think that. But some of them actually did. I mean, when you're walking anywhere through an arena and you hear the National Anthem, your first instinct is to stop and look at the flag. So I think I think it was probably 50-50. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not that I want to picture Jim Shovlin standing at a urinal, but I'm picturing him standing there going, what is Oh, crap. <laughs> well, t- time stood still even in the restroom. You know, people that were washing their hands, you know, got away. Anyway, anyway, those are the things, that the trials and tribulations of being a public address announcer and, uh, and having a, a weak bladder. Anyway. Uh, Hey, Mike. We were happy to know you back when we got you got your start, Jimmy. Now you're now you're blasting it across the Memorial Coliseum for everybody to hear. So at least we were there when you were when you were on the up and coming. Oh, and I and I you know I miss you all tremendously, but you're in very good hands. Uh, so uh, because I've been to a game or two and, and heard the uh, the the tones of uh, of my successor, and uh, he's uh, <laughs> he's a wonderful. We got a couple of them. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So other than well, yeah, and. Uh, You've got a game going on uh, shortly here, don't you? There's, uh, let's see, the, uh, I'm trying to, uh, is it Monday the men play and the women play today, correct? Yeah, so we've got the the women are back at it. They haven't played in almost two weeks. Um, and this is the, the makeup game against Marion that was scheduled to be played a couple weeks ago. Um, and we had to postpone it. Because uh, of some COVID down in down at Marion, but they're they're back and ready to go. So now the women for Marion come up, and obviously one of the best teams in the country. Uh, and, and we've had some time off, so it'll be interesting to see how we can turn a layoff into hopefully some some quick momentum today against a team we're going to have to play pretty fast with 
Um, so the, the women will play today, and then the men will play Monday and Wednesday of uh, next week. Bethel on Monday at five, uh, which is another makeup game from earlier on in the season that we had to bump. And then uh, Huntington Wednesday was a normally scheduled game. Uh, so we'll be home today, Monday, Wednesday, and then, as always, we'll see how the rest of the schedule goes. And as far as, uh, you know, everything, yeah, the women haven't played in in quite some time. Uh, the record is, uh, what, 8-4, and four, I believe? Mm-hmm. So uh, they're going at it, yeah, and Marion number 9 uh, in the country in NAIA, and um, that's at 1 o'clock today at Hutzel. But, uh, and then the men Monday and Wednesday, as you said, uh, they're at home Monday versus Bethel, so uh, that's always a dandy when Bethel comes a-calling. So uh, now, uh, once again, eight weeks away from the football kickoff, February 27th. Is Everything is still... Uh, on par to get rolling and everything's uh, forging ahead. Uh, when will, and, and this is really uh, the, the timeline, I guess, for football is not what we would expect, but at what point in time will the, the preseason practices actually take place? I mean, as far as being on the field on a daily basis. Yeah, so the the students come back on the 18th or the first day of classes for us. So the students will be back then. Some may be coming back early. Obviously, basketball will be here the whole time. So those students have been here and haven't really left other than for Christmas. Um, and, and you look at generally you go four weeks out for preseason. So if your first game is February 27th, you're going to start sometime around January 27th, give or take a day or two. So I'm sure... I haven't looked exactly at what Coach Donnelly's starting schedule is. I mean, we've been doing weights, and we've obviously been having workouts through mm-hmm. the fall. Uh, so we've been together. It's not like we've been apart for six months just waiting to get back together. Uh, but it'll be a, about a month, and then we'll have to, obviously, with weather and, and facilities and things like that, have to figure out how we can get productive practices in, whether it's down at the Dome or whether the weather works out and we can be outside on the turf. Uh, we've got seven weeks to play seven games and we hope that we don't have any hiccups and we can get all those in and there's about i think what six teams that have already qualified for the naia playoffs because they played their seasons in the fall um mostly the sun conference and the ones out west the g-pack and and some of those schools that did get their seasons in so there's already i think six teams that have gone undefeated and won their conference and have clinched a playoff burst so there's really the rest of us now getting going and trying to figure out in a, whether it's a 16-team field or if they reduce it sometime because teams can't get in. So I think there's still a lot to be determined as far as what the end of the season might look like. But I know our kids are ready to play some football, and I know our coaches are ready to get out there and coach some football, and they've done a great job kind of flipping their calendar and using fall for a lot of recruiting as opposed to, you know, you'd be doing that now uh, when your season ends. But we were, we were off in the fall, so we actually got a, a really nice head start, and I think the class came together pretty well for them. We're talking this morning with Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar Chat. And Mike, as far as the spring sports are concerned, uh, I, I you know I noticed on uh, the website stfranciscougars.com, uh, no baseball or softball schedules are released yet. And is that kind of a, a just a work in progress or a? Obviously, you ha- there there are 
tentative schedules, but I guess yep. anything subject to change, obviously. But uh, typically, uh, the the men and, and women of baseball and softball get things rolling, sometimes uh, extremely early when they can get south. But, uh, you know, what what are the what are the plans uh, right now for baseball and softball? Yeah, so we've got our, I think our conference schedules are pretty set. You know, we're going to put those dates in and, and, and hope to get to those. And then you kind of fill in earlier on, as you said, sometimes we want to go south and get some of those games in. We're going to have some restrictions on where we can go, how far we can go. Uh, so like Kentucky and Tennessee, maybe as far south as we go this year, just to, just to adhere to certain travel restrictions and things the university is trying to do to minimize, obviously, the risk here through spring. We had a great fall and didn't have to go online with classes, so we want to do the same things. We want to keep a safe environment for everybody. Um, and a lot of that has to do with kind of traveling and coming back and those types of things. So I think part of the reason the schedule is probably not up because we, uh, well, we've got our new sports information uh, director, assistant AD. He's actually starting uh, this week. So some of our website stuff hasn't been as updated just because we haven't had the manpower and and I'm not uh, proficient with updating websites as, as I probably should be, but uh, he'll be starting this week, so the website should start to kick up a little bit more here over the next few weeks, and a lot of those schedules and the rosters and those things will get updated. But uh, I think the the schedule is as set as it can be at this point in time, and it'll be up there, and then we'll, we're, we're hoping for a full spring. I mean, these are the kids that got robbed a year mm, ago. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're talk about football and you talk about basketball and everybody forgets our our spring sports haven't haven't even gotten their season in two years uh so it's 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 exciting for them too and you know hopefully some of the baseball guys are going to come back that maybe didn't get to play last year and get an extra year so we're we're excited i know coach butcher's excited about his team and coach boland's excited about the softball team so we're gonna we're gonna rock and roll and play and adjust as we have to what now, as far as academics, and, and I know this is something that the athletic department has uh, taken as a great source of pride in the past, is the GPA of the student athletes. Now, with COVID, with you know, let's say uh, the random positive tests, and then uh, the exposure and having to quarantine, and so uh, that could indeed, you know, since you've had um, you know live classes. Uh, has this uh, affected GPA in any way, shape, or form over the past years with, with perhaps, let's say, more of an absentee rate? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the faculty were great this fall in working with our students and making sure that, uh, you know, if a kid said, hey, I'm not feeling well or I was around somebody and, and I can't come to class, that they didn't, you know, we weren't requiring doctor's notes every time somebody said they, they had some symptoms and we want them to be that way. We want them to let us know and don't want to come around. So I think the, you know, I'm sure there was more absences than normal, but I, again, we, we functioned pretty well in the fall and, and uh, a credit to our students and to our faculty for doing that uh, to be able to get through it. I'm sure some kids just aren't great at online learning. And I think we saw some of that in the spring more as the fall, because obviously we were in person in the fall, but we did have some, you know, some kids in the spring that uh, probably couldn't perform as well as they were going to because of the suddenness of when it happened. But I think when you get to fall, we had time to prepare. We had time to make sure they had resources, but the spring was one that we saw probably some kids that just weren't prepared for it. And, And the university, you know, we made some some concessions for those kids and said, you know, whether you have a, a GPA that normally would cause you to be on academic probation, you know, we're not going to mm-hmm. do that this year because it's COVID. So, you know, there was some, some definitely some things that we worked with our students to give them kind of a, a pass in the spring. Um, but now once fall comes and we're back online and 
or back in in person rather um, and we're doing the same thing for the spring i mean other than allowing a few absences here or there those are the concessions we're making right now everybody's got to got to get it done and we've had great student athletes they stepped up this fall i uh, didn't see any huge concerns that we were going to lose any players or any athletes for the spring so uh, they're doing what they have to do jim and it's a uh, it's a tough world for those kids out there right now, and I'm just proud to be able to walk along with them. Oh, it, it's it is it's obviously unprecedented for everyone, but but for the college students who uh, who who you know enter their college careers, whether it's just academically or or with extracurriculars as well, you have this vision and and this this hopefulness of of you know four outstanding fun years that you'll remember the rest of your lives, and uh, and unfortunately to have to remember it in in you know in some of the instances uh, isn't isn't all that stellar, but. Uh, uh, my goodness, yeah, everybody's making the best of it. 46862 Automotive Color and Supply text line. I had a text that came in, Mike, that says, where will the NAIA football championship game be played? So right now they haven't moved it. It's still going to be at, uh, in Louisiana at Grambling State University where they had it last year. Um, I, don't, I don't know that Louisiana is an area that they're uh, concerned about um, as far as having crowds at, at the game or anything. If that were to be an issue, they may have to move it, but you know, the, right now the NAI is working on the indoor track and field championships. Just found a new home for that because we couldn't do it in South Dakota. Uh, so now they're going to do it uh, out out in the Midwest with some other schools uh, joining forces to host it. And uh, you know, unless there's an issue with the venue as far as people being able to travel or or the state, you know, not allowing uh, crowds or, or competitions of any kind, I don't see a lot of adjustments to the the championship venues. Uh, so right now it's still locked in at Grambling, and we hope to be there. And what is the date for the championship game? Uh, so we're, I want to say May 4th, somewhere around there. It's that, <clears throat> it's whatever the Saturday is, you know, two weeks after Thanksgiving. I can't look at it off the top of my head, but if we play the 27th, you go seven weeks from there, three weeks of playoffs, and then championships. I think it's right around that May 4th, 5th, somewhere in that date. Okay. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining us this morning on Talking Sports. And uh, we will talk to you next Saturday uh, when we're into week two of 2021 already. And uh, enjoy your week and uh, go Cougars. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate the time. Have a great Saturday and Happy New Year to everybody. All right. That was Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis in our weekly Cougar Chat. And I uh, tell you what, let's go ahead and step out, take a break. We'll come back with more. You're listening to Talkin' Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. You're planning on remodeling your bathroom. You want something personal and unique, and you want only the best quality products, which is why you're planning on ordering your shower door from the Custom Craftsman of City Glass. But why stop there? Why not have the same professionals custom cut the just right mirror for your bathroom as well? There's no need to settle for anything off the shelf when the City Glass Craftsman can cut and design the perfect mirror for your bathroom. Don't worry about special sizing. They can custom size your mirror just as they would your shower door. And what about a unique look? Not a problem. For example, they can frame your mirror or even cut it so that your vanity lights can fit in the mirror rather than having to mount a separate fixture above the mirror. Maybe you don't need a new mirror at all and can just have an existing one recut or refurbished. Yeah, they can do that too. So do this for yourself. When you're ready to choose a shower door from City Glass, choose a mirror as well. City Glass, quality glass products, a cut above the rest. Republican, Democrat, Independent, we don't know. They don't know. 
And frankly, all we care about is doing things a better way. We're the largest, most successful pregnancy resource center in America. And we got this way out of love and respect for everyone. We're not here to judge anyone. We're simply here to help moms have babies. That's our better way. Find out more at supportwomenscarecenter.org. Gibson's Heating and Plumbing is your independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer that is ranked number one out of nearly 300 dealers nationwide in customer satisfaction. Here's what Gibson's customers are saying. I've used Gibson's once for heating and once for plumbing now. From the schedulers to the technicians, everyone has been professional, personable, and upfront with pricing and expectations. There is no sense of pressure, and they explain everything thoroughly. Absolutely have a loyal customer. Your independent American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning dealer. Gibson'sHeating.com it doesn't take a brain surgeon to know ticks suck. But what you might not know is that they don't just suck blood way out in the woods. Those creepy little bugs can be anywhere all year long. And I do mean little. They can be smaller than the head of a pin. But big trouble comes in these small, gross packages. Even a tiny tick can make you super sick. So what's the most important tip to avoid getting bit? Well, duh, pay attention. Remember, ticks can be just about anywhere outdoors. Then, spray attention with an EPA-registered insect repellent. Wearing long socks and other protective clothing is a good idea, too. When you come back inside, shower. And always remember, check for ticks everywhere. And if you do get a tick bite, don't panic. Tell an adult. And visit ticksuck.org to learn how to remove it properly. Ticks suck, but being outdoors shouldn't. Go to ticksuck.org for more information. Ticksuck.org. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports. Powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Coming back to little Bob Seger Night Moves from the album of the same name. Back in about 1977. That was a heck of an album. Did you own it? I owned it. I owned it. I paid almost six bucks for that back in 77. Wow. That came out just about the same time that Hotel California came out by the Eagles. Yeah. So I didn't, well, I, I couldn't get both of them because I didn't have that kind of jack uh, because I was uh, painting apartments at uh, about two fifty an hour back in 77. Yeah, I didn't have the big uh, factory job where I was uh, making, you know, six, six fifty an hour. So, uh, 
Anyway, yeah, uh, text uh, from Big John. Uh, the Bryce says, what's an album? Uh, it's what we used to listen to, <laughs> John. Uh, you know. Uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and yeah, and anyway, stuff like that. Uh, it's what they used to play eight tracks um, with, you know. Who? Anyway, hey, welcome back to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Saturday, January 2nd, already. Time is flying. Uh, on this date in Fort Wayne sports history, uh, according to the book by Blake Sebring, January 2nd in 1963, Notre Dame beats Indiana 73-70 in basketball after trailing big in the first half. Also in 2010, Bishop Bluers basketball player Deshaun Thomas scores 52 points against Muncie Southside. And in 2008, Huntington University basketball guard Tyler Shively set an NAIA record uh, of 70 consecutive free throws made. So uh, the streak ended uh, November 19th after 20 games over two seasons. So uh, that's what happened in uh, Fort Wayne sports history on the date January 2nd. And speaking of 50 plus points what about Fletcher lawyer of the homestead Spartans hanging 50 Marion. on the Marion Giants and you know it, it's tremendous he, he, he comes into homestead um, junior if I'm not mistaken yep junior uh, Purdue commit but uh, he's not the only D1 talent at the time yeah, Goody as well. And, and my gosh, uh, he's putting up 50. And I'm, I'm thinking, I wonder, I don't know how many assists Goody had uh, on that. But uh, it seemed like the team knew that uh, the lawyer was hot and they got him the ball. A tremendous output for from from uh, Fletcher Lawyer at Marion. It was the most points ever scored by an opponent at Bill Green Athletic Arena. 50 ever. points ever. So uh, great job by Fletcher. He's just really come in as a transfer from, from Michigan and, and just been a tremendous addition. Not just to Homestead Spartans. I'm sure Chris Johnson's happy to have him. But the area as well. Just another top flight athlete. Great kid. Comes into to OPS to work out. Uh, just a great Great uh, personality, uh, brother Foster. <clears throat> excuse me, is at uh, is at Michigan State, uh, a really good player in his own right, and a little bit frustrating as an IU fan because Fletcher Lawyer would be perfect uh, player to go to Bloomington as a guy that is hitting right now fifty percent of his threes on the year, sixty percent of his two point field goals, and ninety seven percent from the free throw line. He's the he's a kid that I think would that IU absolutely needs a guy that's going to stretch defenses that can hit shots from the outside consistently can be a kid that can come off the bench and give you nine ten eleven minutes and and play hard and and get some buckets for you from the perimeter and instead he's going to Purdue and he's going to be phenomenal there and will join Caleb first. Uh, from Blackhawk Christian, who had there after this year. So back-to-back years, Purdue getting some really, really good basketball players from Fort Wayne. Well, and over the years, Purdue has, has looked to Fort Wayne and Northeast Indiana 
for a lot of its talent. I mean, uh, you know, you go back, and, and it goes back even further, but, you know, you look back at the, the graduating class of 1974 with Walter Jordan of Northrop and Eugene Parker from Concordia both going to Purdue, and then, you know, you get uh, uh, Greg Eifert coming out of Bishop Dwanger a little bit later on, late 70s, and, you know, uh, Riley comes out, Craig, oh, it was a Craig Riley from Harding, and, uh, and just, you know, it just goes on and on, Ricky Hall and on and on so on and so forth but it uh you know rayfield davis guys like that that uh that, that played in uh it, it just you know they are not uh not afraid to recruit uh the fort wayne area which is great so uh you know congratulations to fletcher lawyer and uh 50 points and for the homestead spartans against marion 46862, Automotive Color and Supply text line 46862. Uh, get to a text uh, shortly, but uh, also uh, OutsideTheHuddle.net uh, ran kind of a, a mythical, had a little fun, uh, it was a fun read uh, about a, if the SAC holiday tournament would have taken place. And, you know, what would have transpired? I mean, even down to, uh, boy, dotting I's and crossing T's on this one, even uh, in my recollection, you know, talking about the dunk contest and, you know, who the judges would have been. And, uh, yeah, I believe uh, Keith Edmonds was uh, brought up, Bernard Hollins, DJ McCall, and... Uh, James Payne. James Payne, yeah. Yeah, James you got to have Payne in there. Yeah. Well, you know, because you got to go from the officiating side and... Um, so, uh, yeah, just uh, just a lot of fun. In I guess, uh, how did this come about? Well, I suggested something to my cohort, uh, Dan Vance, about at, at least looking at what the seating would have been if a hypothetical tournament would have happened, because we know how the seating is decided. It's by the Sagarin ratings at a specific part time of December. So we felt, okay, that's pretty cool. We can do that. And then Dan kind of ran with it and said, let's make it a series throughout late December and uh, and made it into something. We added a mythical slam dunk contest and three-point shooting contest, which we feel would really liven up the event a little bit. And so uh, Dan ran with that. And then we we uh, we seeded the teams, uh, seeded the the, uh, the field, and kind of went through it game by game. And it gave our opinion and what we think would have happened in the event that we would have had the tournament, which would have likely been held uh, this past week, 28th through the 30th. And yeah, it, as far as um, you know, the basketball season moving forward too. Uh, you know, you, you look and, and for those uh, once again uh, can't hype outside the huddle dot net enough because of uh, everything that uh, if you're a basketball or football fan in the state of Indiana, Northeast Indiana, especially. Uh, this is where you go for uh, the most comprehensive information on high school basketball and football in this area. But uh, my goodness, uh, we have, uh, and as we just alluded to, with with some of the D1 talent that we've got individually on teams around Northeast Indiana, and uh, we, you know, we're just barely scratching the surface too. Because I mean, we've got uh, talented kids all over the place, uh, at whether whether at Blackhawk Christian or. Or at Homestead, or at Central Noble, or at Carroll, and, and just on and on, so on, and it's just it's it's great to know that, uh, and that's just to name a few, by the way, that uh, you know basketball is alive and well, 
uh, in northeast Indiana. So uh, it's just an outstanding site. Take a look at it. Uh, have a little fun with it from time to time. And uh, it's just it's well worth your read. 46862, Automotive Color and Supply Text Line. 46862, put TS in the front of your message. Uh, I had a text that came in that uh, asked about uh, any updates on Comet Hockey. And we will try to get Michael Franke, uh on the show here to talk. I don't know if there's a whole, whole lot of movement. Uh, you know, the, the talk is that the Comets are going to be starting uh, mid-February. And uh, we'll, we'll see. But then... Um, it's there are just so many unknowns right now uh as far as you know attendance and who can who can come to games who's who they're going to be playing uh are they going to have to revamp schedules so there there will be a lot of questions to ask and uh you know much like Tim Baum I'd love to be able to get Tim Baum and uh, uh you know on the show and talk to him at length about uh, the NBA G League and the Fort Wayne Mad Ants and that but they're just even at this point there are so many unanswered questions and so many potential scenarios that have not yet played out that uh you know it need to still be hammered out so uh you know and until those do there's there's not a whole lot of information that uh, they can give us you know from the mad ants and comments perspective you know well justin cone is a beat writer for both uh the comments and the mad ants so i mean if you if you follow justin on twitter uh that's going to be one of the opportunities to um you know, find out uh, uh, just about, you know, anything you possibly can. But, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, we don't have a whole lot of information, but I will uh, make every effort to see if Michael will join us uh, on a uh, on a future talking sports here. Uh, I know we, we've always enjoyed him in the past several years on a weekly basis, and he's always very candid and, uh, and answers all questions. So uh, he's uh, he's a stand-up guy, classy guy, and I consider him a friend. So uh, that's what I know about common hockey. Yeah, you know, the the debate here, you know, this is what the, what the Comets and the Coliseum have to figure out. Is, is the Comets need X amount of fans in the, in the seats to be in the black to then pay their players Mm -hmm. and the coliseum needs x amount of money to make it so they can make some money the coliseum is bleeding money just like um just like everybody else with with the lack of events in there so that's where we're at because you have the limitations of who you could have in the seats you need how many people you need in the seats for the comets to make it financially viable and the coliseum needs to make some coin as well this is all in you know being talked about and trying to figure out and then you have local teams that have opted out so that's the problem so are the comments going to have to go to st john's all the time to play games or or here and then, then the travel expenses Increased become more exponential yeah. so how do you cover that so that's the whole debate with the comments is um at least as far as i i understand it is is you know how much money is going to come in uh how many people can you have in the seats is that enough for the commas to say, okay, we can do this? Is it enough for the Coliseum to say, okay, we're not losing our butt with this? It's all about the financials and how many people you can get in the seats safely and if it makes sense financially. So 
That's the debate. You see some teams that have opted out. You've seen some teams like the Indy Fuel that are playing. I don't know their attendance situation down at the Coliseum. So I'm um, not sure there, you know, what, you know, how they're making it work. But uh, it's all about the dollars and cents for all involved. Well, and will the Toledo Walleye be able to feel the, uh, you know, to uh, to put a team on the ice? You know, that's still, uh, from last I heard, that was still a little bit up in the air. And, and that is a necessary for the Comets because of the hundred miles away. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's about the nicest scenario possible for the Ks to be able to do that. But like you said, it's financial in, in that, yeah, both the Comets need to pay their players. They need to get a, a good deal to be able to do that. That. Now, pre-COVID, uh, the Comets and the Coliseum, it was a beautiful uh, symbiotic relationship, win-win, because you know they, they, the Comets would get a good deal on the rink rental because they would put so many fans in the stands, and then uh, you know, be above and beyond that, everything was was beautiful. And then here comes COVID, you know, <laughs> through through no one's fault out there between the K's and uh, and the Coliseum, and and it makes it very difficult to do business. It really does, and and it just shows. But you know, it's it's one of those cases, and we've talked about it here. Uh, you know, with with all three of the professional teams, with the Tin Caps, the Comets, and the Mad Ants. You know, they're still all three are, are getting out social media. Getting out and engaging fans, getting out into the community and, and engaging the fans and just making sure that, hey, you know, we're still here. We just <laughs> are, are a little bit, uh, have our hands tied just a little bit. And, uh, you know, once this is under control, we'll hopefully let's get back to some semblance of normalcy. So, uh, but until then, uh, hey, hope that, hope. That things can uh, can get rolling for the K's, and uh, I believe it's their 69th season, and then uh, and then roll right into a 70th season, and uh, and enjoy things there. Four six eight six two automotive color and supply text line four six eight six two. Put TS in the front of your message. Want to uh, wish a, a happy belated birthday to Mr. Brett Rump. Uh, the uh, yeah yesterday right the sports rush yes uh, January first. So, uh, you know, a lot of people celebrate his birthday, and, and they, they do starting at midnight. A lot of times. So, uh, you know, Brett, uh, <laughs> they do. I think in age he's catching up to me. Is he? I, I you know, I didn't. Think good, <laughs> but I think he is. Yeah. So, happy birthday, Brett Rump. A little bit belated, but happy birthday to you. Um, speaking of, of Brett, uh, PFW uh, lost to Northern Kentucky, seventy-five sixty-eight in Horizon League play. Same two teams added again tonight at six p.m. Uh, also, I uh, want to let you know, check out a website uh, the, of the Northeast Indiana Baseball Association. It's, uh, it's been revamped. It's neibaseball.org. neibaseball.org. Check it out. There's a lot of cool information uh, regarding Northeast Indiana baseball on it. And uh, I think you'll be pleased. Uh, to see all of that uh, information there as well, including the Dick Crumback uh, High School Player of the Year information, too. So if you're a high school baseball coach, um, give note to that at neibaseball.org. 
Indiana Pacers, 4-1. and one. They'll host the New York Knicks tonight at Bankers Life Fieldhouse at 7 o'clock. But the Pacers, 4-1. and one. They're only lost to Boston uh, the night after they beat the Celtics. And uh, the, the Pacers... Uh, Getting off to a good start and uh, getting contributions from from the big guys, from Sabonis, uh, from Oladipo, from Malcolm Brogdon, and uh, you know, just uh, it's it's fun to watch this team. And uh, and uh, Coach Bjorkren is uh, is starting out as is kind of a. a you know, basketball mastermind right now. So with an 800 winning percentage, that's not too shabby. So anyway, that's going to just about do it for Talking Sports. Don't forget Ole Miss IU today at 1230. That'll uh, take place on ABC. So watch that. Go Hoosiers. Down in Tampa. So uh, enjoy the rest of your holiday weekend. And then we're all back at it. We'll be back next Saturday with more Talking Sports. But until then, have a great week, everybody. If you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately, think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your... Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.